G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, special welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Good morning. Greg, let's start talking about protecting the rights of women in sport. Uh, the, uh, there's a, a new bill that's been tabled in the Parliament. Uh, give us your insights into this new bill uh, tabled by Senator Claire Chandler. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Um, Senator Chandler, indeed, I've met with her on a number of occasions, has introduced a bill just last week, um, Save Women's Sport Bill, into federal parliament. Now, this is absolutely a vital part of protecting our our um, our Christian heritage, our biblical faith, and not only that, it's also important as as we talk about religious discrimination. Basically, Claire Chandler has done a wonderful thing, and she's made the point on her website that that men are not women. So, why is the government getting involved in trying to encourage? a particular sport like women's sport, and in particular, um, <clears throat> if you want to make sport, Australia has refused to define the term woman. What Claire Chandler is saying is, look, men should not be in women's sport. Men are men, women are women. So why are we letting biological men compete against biological women on the same playing field? So really, it's something we've got to get involved in now because after this, if this keeps going on, then it's going to be all sorts of other legislation. And and we've got to be careful and, and, and hence the importance of this topic to every mother, daughter, sister, wives, mothers. It's very important that we take action now. This is an issue, if you were wanting to boil it down, fairness is an issue here, Greg. Any thoughts around the fact that, you know, while everybody's talking about equality, well, fairness is a very, very important issue, especially for every girl and for every woman who wants to play sport. Yeah, Neil, interesting the word fairness. You know, a lot of people say it's not fair, it's not fair. Look, it, it may not be fair. Life is not fair at times. The issue here is, Neil, that we are talking science, biological fact, and, and, and the word fairness shouldn't come into it because, quite frankly, Neil, if a man plays in a woman's sport, it's not only unfair, it is unjust. It doesn't make sense. You know, why are we having unisex sports now? Um, really, the issue here is that, you know, the, the pro-LGBTIQA, the transgender lobby, they want to get Sport Australia to accept the fact their fact, not our fact. They want, it, they want us to accept the fact that these people have a right to play. Well, they don't, Neil. They should stick to their own. Why don't they have a transgender competition if they want to be so so involved in sport? But don't come along saying, I'm a male, uh, I, I want to be treated like a female, so I'm going to play in women's sport. Women have said that they have lost medals, they have lost competitions because of the 
actual participation of men who are biologically stronger in many instances. And, Neil, it really is unjust, and we've got to take action and support uh, Senator Claire Chandler in her petition on this matter. This is an increasing issue, and not just in this field, uh, Greg. The thought that the government is juggling you know, who to give rights to uh, at the expense of another. It's one of those uh, deep challenges that governments have if you take God out of the equation and if you take those biblical foundations, like the simple fact that mm. men are men and women are women, if you take that out of the equation, you're into all sorts of deep water. So uh, government, uh, they find themselves in these uh, in these controversies, but perhaps of their own fault. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I don't know why we can continue to appease the minority of Australians that make the loudest noise. They say the empty vessels make the loudest noise. Well, it's the case here with the transgender lobby, and we've got to start fighting back because it, it impacts on the integrity of women's sport. It in, impacts on the integrity of sport itself. And the fact that politicians are now urging this to take, to take shape is wrong. So Senator Claire Chandler, she's a woman ahead of her time, She's making sure that this bill gets passed. In other sense, make, make sure that men do not compete in women's sport. And dare I say, Neil, women in men's sport. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make biological sense. And uh, in that regard, you know, Family Voice is totally behind Senator Claire Chandler. We invite everybody to get on her website and, uh, and sign a petition to say, look, this has got to stop now. Honour to you, Greg Bonda. You're not afraid to shirt front uh, politicians and uh, and tackle some of these big issues with them. And uh, just to pick up on something here, Family Voice, uh, you're looking here to promote this issue. It'll be an election issue, but you're looking for bipartisan support. Uh, you don't want to get one side offside because you want both sides to be able to say there is a certain sense in which the logic here of men and women uh, being separate uh, needs to be recognised by all sides of the parliament. Oh, absolutely. See, the integrity of women's sport depends on the fact that people in parliament, they are mums and dads and fathers and sons, they are in parliament now, they've got to raise up their hand put their hand also to their heart and say, we want to keep the integrity of sport, in women's sport in particular, let's protect it, and in this regard, we've got to have bipartisan support. Now, really required, look, we're not asking for anything else than the fact that women should be able to play women's sport. Now, you've seen in the recent Olympics, in other sporting competitions internationally, women are hard done by, you know, and, uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, it doesn't make common sense, which unfortunately is not so common these days. So the point we've got to do here is talk to both sides of government. I'm talking to the independents. I'm talking to anybody that will listen. But, Neil, it's not just up to me. It's up to all your listeners, the people out there, the mums and dads, the mothers, the daughters, the sisters or whatever. Get out there and have your voice heard and get onto this website for Claire Chandler and say no men in women's sport, full stop. And uh, the interesting thing is here, it's not just on an international stage this is happening, this is likely happening. Some of the challenges here uh, down at the end of your street uh, where your oh. kids are playing sports. So this is an issue for local communities, not just something on a national scale. Hey, Greg, there's lots of issues going on around the world. You've been 
monitoring a number of issues uh, where, as Christians, we're certainly interested in what's happening internationally. Uh, Some overseas developments and how they are impacting Australia. Let's touch on uh, a new Canadian law. What's happening in Canada? Yeah, this is really important, Neil, because what's happening is, you know, we're we're still continuing our fight for the Religious Discrimination Bill. We've been let down, unfortunately, by our Prime Minister at this stage, uh, let down badly in particular. I continue to lobby both the opposition and the government to say, hey, we're too next. We've actually called a, um, a, a faith leaders meeting to make sure what we do next because what's happening, Neil, we need this bill. It's not the best bill we've ever got, but it's a start. And if you look at what's happening in Canada, for example, there's now a new law. Now, Neil, it, this saddens me. There's a new law that wants to change the criminal code. Oh, sorry, the new law called the criminal code Code conversion therapy law says, now listen to this, the preamble in that, in that particular new legislation says that the concept of a man and a woman is mythical. This is what the actual preamble in that Canadian law says, that it's all a myth that God creates man and a woman. Now, where is it going to stop? This is going to come to Australia, and this is why the Religious Discrimination Bill is important in a lot of ways. And if this is what's happening in Canada, unfortunately it's going to filter over here, but we have to nip it in the bud. The Act also, wait for this, it also has provisions that stop you from removing your child from Canada and taking them overseas to undergo conversion therapy. It stops advertising on conversion therapy. You can't, it's financial rewards for the provision of conversion therapy. Hey, no, I feel like I'm living in China or a dictatorship. And not only that, but you can't have, if there's an actual advertisement, then the criminal code says that the courts have to make sure that the advertisement is disposed or deleted. This is censorship at the highest level, Neil. What are we putting up with? Not on. Okay, and there's a big uprising in Canada with pastors around this issue, something like 400 Canadian pastors Mm. protesting the law. Well, you know, are they going to be just a voice crying in the wilderness? Uh, You've got to have some sort of substance to these sorts of protests too, but but it starts with uh, pastors, leaders, standing up and being united in having a common voice on these sorts of things, Greg. Yeah, well, see, that this is a problem I'm trying to highlight here in Australia. If we don't speak up as Christians, whether you're at the church or at the individual level or at the organisational level, then these laws, laws will continue to be passed. Now, the problem here in Canada was that they've, they've acted too late. Even so, the 400-odd pastors are opposed to this law. It's too late. It's law. The only way you're going to do that is remove the, the, the um, uh, you know, the, the, the Canadian... Um, uh, head of government, and I don't want to mention his name, and then and then get a new government in that will reverse these laws. Because the problem we've got is that, you know, these laws continue to be passed, and, and now there's more happening overseas again. And, uh, and, 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 and I can give you more examples. But look, Neil, it's too late once the law is in. Very hard to reverse a bill, I'm telling you, a legislation. It's all right to amend it, but very hard to reverse it. doesn't matter what country country you're in. Well, it is the case, isn't it, uh, that 
maintaining a truthful, good foundation that we have now uh, sounds like hard work, but it's a lot easier than trying to reverse these things once they have a hold on a culture. And so uh, I absolutely yeah, agree yeah. with you in that, Greg. Hey, there's some the other issues actually, too. Neil is sorry. The law is actually biological heresy in my view. Biological heresy. We'll we'll quote you on that. Greg Bondar says this is biological heresy. And do you know what? I think it's it's really absolutely a powerful statement. Hey, in the United States, uh, a Missouri governor's Christian values statement has got him into some hot water. What's happening there? Yeah. Now, again, this has relevance to our current um, religious discrimination bill before Parliament. This is so so typical. Uh, have a look at City Point School, which you're going to be talking about later, Neil. But here is the governor of Missouri saying, I want to appoint a person to be the head of the health department who shares my Christian values and beliefs. Now, that's a statement. Now, it's no different to a school saying, I want to employ a teacher that is of the same faith and biblical values that the school has. Now, this particular governor has been knocked down, has been criticised by the media, and, and of course, all he's done was expressed his view for the preference of employment for somebody that shares his Christian values. No, straight away, they're being cancelled, they're being attacked, and that's why, Neil, we need this religious discrimination bill, particularly for our schools, Neil. It's interesting there's an alignment there, isn't there? Every time a, let's just talk state governments, uh, every time a state government changes, (laughs) the people who head the departments are usually replaced with those who have the same ideological foundation as the government of the day. So, uh, interestingly, that's no different in some sense here uh, than, uh, than what typically happens. But maybe it's not... Uh, it's maybe it's not advertised, and maybe it's not uh, talked about in the open. It's just done, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So that yeah. sort of thing, yeah, that that sort of thing, very very similar. Uh, but yeah, there's it. It does happen, Neil, and I and I know when I was in government, we made sure, you know, when we were appointing particular secretaries uh, uh, or bu- bureaucrats, um, what their line of thinking was, and it's just natural. Labor does it, the coalition does it. It's nothing new there, Neil. Uh, Interesting, too, how it may be important here just to reflect for a moment, Greg, on the importance for Christians uh, not to drop the ball in their field of expertise, but to look to rise to the surface so that in the day that they are holding a leadership role in their field, uh, the day that they hold that level of influence, uh, that's how righteousness exalts a nation, by being in mm. charge and applying your Christian ethics. So uh, there's yeah. an encouragement there for those who might be thinking, oh, it's time to hang up the gloves. Uh, maybe yeah. not. Uh, there might be a real usefulness in uh, rising to the top of your field and being an influence there. That yeah, seems to be what the Marxist left have been planning to do over the last hundred years, and it's having yep. an effect on society today. Yep, Neil, it's a generational change, and I think we need to absolutely reclaim Australia, Neil. We have to reclaim it in education, in, in, in government, in sport, in, 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 in religion. Look, it's so much we need to reclaim because we are letting the left-wing ideology 
just take hold and this is the end result, you know, that we can't even make a statement that I prefer a Christian to work in my school or employment. It's a freedom of speech. So, Neil, we've got to get this uh, discrimination bill up and running, albeit, uh, you know, not going to happen this side of this side of the election. Neil, and I predicted this some months ago. You did. Hey, uh, let's just uh, let's talk about some upcoming events that you've yeah. got going, Greg. Uh, on the eighth of March, you've got a webinar, and you'll feature the Honourable John Anderson, the former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. You've got a tremendous topic that he'll be addressing on that webinar. Yeah, look, I've got John Anderson. I worked with John in Parliament House, so I know uh, John quite well. He's going to be talking on Western civilization. It's impact for family, freedom and faith. Now, that will be available on our website very shortly, so I encourage people to go to it. But you see, the issue here is here's John Anderson, and he typifies the fact that the more Christians keep silent on, on issues of concern, the narrower the space for freedom of speech. But no, John gets out there and talks, you do, I do, and we need more Christians to be heard in the public arena, Neil. We need more Christians to put up their hands and say, enough is enough. We need more Christians to get out there and say, I want to be counted as a Christian. I want to be able to wear a cross on my neck. Whatever the case, but we're not doing it because we're frightened that will be cancelled or whatever. Now, I have to tell you, I have a lot of hate mail, and I love it because it's so... People are reading what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, I think it's all about your attitude to what your critics might be saying, and uh, love to hear that from you, Greg Bondar. Uh, there's uh, not a message there for listeners. Send Greg Bondar some more hate mail, but but hey, you know you love it. <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, let me point Thank listeners you. to Family Voice website and Family Voice Australia. Something like a 40 year history of being at the forefront of all sorts of lobbying of government around issues of family and of Christian values. And uh, you continue to uh, to do wonderful work, Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia, familyvoice.org.au. And uh, there's often campaigns that listeners can join into, uh, putting your name to a petition, uh, being informed about the issues as they are unfolding. So familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, for the opportunity. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.